TSL. This is the Satin Lounge. Breathe it in. She's an accomplished singer, songwriter, musician, and you can find her music in uh, more television and movie soundtracks than you would probably recognize. Uh, Venice series, Anyone But Me, the PBS series, Independent Lens. She even has the theme song for Sidewalks Entertainment Television series. Uh, head on over to thesatinlounge.com and find out more about this lovely woman. And please, Satin Lounge, help me welcome the magnificent and beautifully talented Gerald. Hello, Gerald. Hello. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We appreciate your music and your gifts so much, and we just really want everyone to know exactly who you are. And so thank you for an intimate conversation of Pillow Talk with oh, me. Oh, of course. I'm happy to do it, and I'm excited for you, too. <laughs> Excellent. Now, your last name is Osino, Osino, Osino. Pronounce uh, that for it, me. It, sure, it's Orsino. Orsino. Is that, what is that, mm-hmm. Italian or what? Yeah, it's Italian. It means, uh, actually means little bear in Italian. A little bear. That's, that's a, I think that's probably an accurate description of you. You seem to be fearless. <laughs> I love it. Well, kind of wish I was, but... From what we've seen and, and the example that you lead to be such a diverse artist, I think you're doing all right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, you took the name Orsino off of your name. Was it because people were having trouble uh, saying it like myself? Yeah, I guess. I mean, my first name's not easy to, <laughs> to say sometimes, too. People don't get it. Gerald? Yeah, they don't understand what it is, or if they don't see me, they think I'm male instead of female. <laughs> well, it's that unisex kind of thing. It's spelled J-E-R-Y-L. Gerald, find her, look her up, find her music, and keep up with this young lady. Thank you. Well, you're a Jersey girl, is that right? I am, yeah. Uh, born and bred. In Joyzy. In Joyzy, yep, yep. <laughs> Been here since I'm, you know, a little kid. My dad was a professional baseball player. Uh, you know, the home base was always here in New Jersey. Wow, baseball and Jersey, that sound like it. they go hand in hand. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the East Coast, uh, it, you had a really exciting weekend, I bet, with uh, the Venice Series starlet Jessica Lachia at the luncheon. How did that weekend turn out for you? She walked in, actually, just as I started playing, and she was so sweet. She, like, mm-hmm. took a chair and sat almost right in front of me and listened <laughs> to a couple of songs, and then she was so gracious going around to all, you know, everybody. She's a total sweetheart. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. It was awesome. I'm glad you got that experience, and there were so yeah. many of your fans that were uh, calling me up and and uh, tweeting me and so forth, saying, you know, we're going to be able to check out Gerald this weekend. And um, I'm so glad that, that you guys were able to come together. You have a very uh, loyal fan base that seemed to follow you from state to state, venue to venue. And that's uh, a testament to your talent, I do believe. Oh, thank you so much. And I appreciate it so much. I mean, you know, they're hardcore. They're great. They're loyal. Mm-hmm. They're you know, they show up and it's really nice and it's been great. Very awesome. I was reading something, uh, well, trying to figure out what adjectives would describe Gerald and you put a few together yourself. You describe your music as acoustic power pop rock. I mean, what is that? That sounds delicious. What is that? (laughs) 
it's funny. <laughs> I had a band called From the Desk of Sally for a long time, mm-hmm. for about six or seven years, and right. we were touring, and Your we were definitely person. rockers. Like, we were out there playing all the, you know, CBGBs and all the rock venues and had a great time. Mm-hmm. So as time went on and everybody got a little bit older and, you know, started to have, like, a real adult life. We kind of all went our separate ways, but I continued to write music and play. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it turned into more of... Mm-hmm. I don't perform live as much as I'd like to, but um, I guess it's a nice mix of pop and rock, and, you know, my earlier stuff was a little bit, I would call it more heavier with more distortion in it, but now um, it's definitely more poppy, I think uh, more mainstream. How many instruments do you play? What do you play? Well, um, play my music now. Um, I play guitar and I sing, mm-hmm. uh, but I I pretty much can try and learn how to play anything, get my hands on. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, I just bought a MIDI. So you're multi talented. I you know yeah I, I don't read music so wow. I, I it works to my advantage because I don't have to worry about any any like. Um, rules when it comes to music exactly i just kind of do whatever sounds you know i think sounds good so it works out good but i loved uh, you know when i was a kid i used to play the drums and i was a bass player for a while mm-hmm. um you know my first real instrument was bass you're self-taught yeah i i uh, i basically bought um a book uh the counting crows uh i guess it was their first album august and everything after mm-hmm. and uh i bought the tablature of the book and i learned a few of their songs and that's how i started playing guitar Wow. Tablature is uh, kind of like a little chart, and it mm-hmm. tells you where to put your fingers on the fretboard of the guitar. So I, I bought the book, I got a guitar, and I just sat on my couch for hours and hours and wow. hours and taught myself how to play. Wow. I, I actually don't even really think of myself as a singer. I kind of started singing just so I could write music and get it out on the page and you mm-hmm. know record it. But I really love doing it. It's you know, it's definitely my heart, you know. You can tell if someone loves what they do and you see them perform and you have to see Gerald perform. Um, we have to jump into one of these songs that you created. Uh, I, I want to, before I I play the signature song that the Satin Lounge loves so much, I, I know <laughs> I'm going to make them wait just a little bit longer. Um, I'm really, there's a song uh, that that had no lyrics at all. It was some type of a, an instrumental that was created for the sentencing uh, the victim on a series on the PBS channel that uh, you created and I listened to it and I was just, I could feel the raw emotion in it and I was surprised actually because I had listened to so many of your other tracks and this just felt so different. How did you come up with this one? Well, um, I don't know if you uh, know the story behind the movie. Um, I I met uh, a friend of mine who I'm still very good friends with. I met um, probably back in 1996 Mm -hmm. uh, through another friend and uh, she was from uh, South Carolina, came here to go to New York Pride because you know how awesome New York Pride is and we just hit it off and she's a really good friend of mine and she asked me to come visit down in South Carolina and when I traveled down there um, I was uh, she's a hairdresser and she had a couple of clients and we were going to go do something later but she's like here just wait in the waiting room and I'm just going to work on my clients and when we're done you know when I'm done we'll go and I'm sitting in the chair in the waiting room and, and to my left I see a clipboard with a petition on it and it had this short story about um you know, woman, 19 years old, was uh, abducted by five men, 
and, you know, raped and beaten mm. repeatedly for hours and hours on end. Mm. And I was reading this and I'm like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden I realized it was her. It was oh. my friend Joanna. Oh, my and God. And my heart sunk. Oh, my because, God. Because, you know, we had never spoken about it. We were just newly friends. And mm -hmm. um, here I am. And, and then she actually... <laughs> It was like a movie. It was like she walked out. Oh um, her client was walking out and saw me with the clipboard in my hand and then, like, looked at me and there was this acknowledgement, like, okay, yeah, I have to tell you what happened. Wow. So, yeah, so then her and a friend of hers decided to put together this documentary on, you know, how, how if a woman is raped by multiple, you know, people, that they have to go to these multiple parole hearings and she was trying mm. to change the leg legislation on that so PS whole thing is it's an amazing movie called Sentencing the Victim and mm -hmm. it's so hard for me to put it in words but if anybody gets a chance it's free to watch online mm -hmm. and um, I was asked by her she said listen no pressure and she loved my music before but she's like if you would like to write something for the film you know I'd love for you to do it Mm -hmm. So she gave me the chance, and I had a song that was called 19, and it's crazy because it happened to her when she's 19 years old, mm. and I kind of took this, like, sort of slow poppy song and turned it into this instrumental thing, and it just, it just clicked. Oh, and, my gosh. Well, no wonder. Yeah. No wonder. No <laughs> wonder, because you can feel the raw emotion uh, inside the music and the instrumental of this, and I really believe, well... You didn't need any lyrics for this. Um, Thank you. As a matter of fact, Satin Lounge, we're going to take a moment and, and listen to, okay, great. To, the, to the heart of Gerald and, and this amazing um, piece that she created for such a dramatic story. And as we're listening, if you could do me a favor and just kind of wrap your positive energies and love around her friend. Um, wow, look how the world brought us all together. This is Gerald and 19 in the Satin Lounge with Kieran A. Promoting diversity. diversity. It's a profound thing when you can bring everybody together, primarily LGBT people. Right. LGBTQI. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> If you are a woman and you want to love a woman, no one should judge you for that. If you're a man and you want to love a man, no one should judge you for that. Nothing matters when you feel it, you know what I mean? And we should not be afraid to be who we are when it comes to love. You know, love is love. Nothing matters when you feel it, baby. Showcasing creativity. I love it. Once I realize that you don't have to wait for somebody to give you the yes to mm. do something, and you take the power yourself and you say, I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. Um, there's something empowering in that as an artist. The Satin Lounge with, with Kim Renee. Keep listening and supporting this show. We need a show where we can all come together. Hi, this is Gerald, and you're listening to The Satin Lounge with Kia Renee. I love the station. I loved being interviewed by her. And follow her on Twitter, check out the Facebook page, and if you get a chance, check out the website. There's a lot of information, a lot of great artists, and you can check out my stuff there, too. Thank you. Love me too. 
This is the Satin Lounge, and we are back with an invincible artist. Gerald is with us here in the Satin Lounge. I wanted to talk about your latest project, uh, Radio Friendly. I love the title, uh, obviously, because the name Radio is in it. Um, explain to me why you named uh, the, the record that. I was lucky enough to get a production deal with a gentleman named Jim Ebert. Mm-hmm. And um, such a great guy. And uh, my brother and I both traveled down to Virginia, Falls Church, Virginia, to record this album. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting in a Starbucks and we were talking about what... The, you know what to name the album and my brother is saying you know what everybody who uh, listens to your music always kind of classifies it as radio friendly mm-hmm. and, I, and then I was like well why don't we just name the, name the album that so my brother actually came up with it and it stuck and we went with it um, we have a track that is so popular in the satin lounge um, uh, entitled Invincible, people requested, and they want. They were so excited that you were going to be here. Uh, they wanted to make sure I play that uh, this evening, and I will. Um, oh, but great. I, I did a little research and found out that was um, on the Hit Whip series, Anyone But Me soundtrack. Um, and as I dug a little deeper, I, I found out that you were an extra on it was. that uh, series. Tell me about that experience. Oh, it was so much fun. Um, you know, Twitter Twitter has been amazing, and it's I've gotten a lot of opportunities through Twitter. Mm-hmm. And um, I was introduced to the series and uh, Susan Miller and Tina Sess Award through Twitter, and um, also Rachel Hip Flores, who's mm-hmm. the sweetest girl on earth. They have some mutual friends, and you know, the Twitterverse is kind of funny because everybody kind of like collects together and we start talking and who knows what. Mm-hmm. And I only I love the series. Uh, so I had seen yeah, the I first the series season too. of the yeah. series. And so it was great. I got up at like 4.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and drove out to New York. And they were filming on site at this little Catholic school. So I, I actually did, you know, get into a couple of the scenes. You'll see me. And then actually my, my car got <laughs> into one of the scenes too, which is kind of funny. Awesome. Meeting Susan and Tina. They're just awesome. Totally awesome people. So. Very awesome. Well, it, did it feel pretty good to you? Are you going to start uh, kind of uh, reaching out to another genre of entertainment? You think you want to be an actress now? Or what? <laughs> no way. No way. When I was five years old, I got cast as uh, Mary Poppins, and I totally choked. You what? Forget it. <laughs> no, not a spoonful of sugar. What? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Oh, no. But, um been really lucky with that so to contribute some music for anyone but me and it's such a good message and well speaking of good message um what's the correlation between uh the song invincible or the or the record radio friendly and your cyclist for aids what are you up to what's going on oh yeah um this year will be the fourth year that i um participate in the New Jersey Ride Against AIDS, mm-hmm. which is a 250-mile cycle um, from the very tip of New Jersey all the way down to Cape May, New Jersey, which is the very bottom of New Jersey. And um, it's an amazing uh, organization, and every year we raise money, and we get on our bikes, and we ride uh, 100 miles the first day, 100 the second day, and about 60 the third day. Anybody who buys Radio Friendly, I, I donate part of the proceeds from that 
to, to the New Jersey Ride Against AIDS. Awesome. Well, please, it's for a wonderful cause. It's a wonderful CD. It's uh, something you should add to your musical collection, and it's for a wonderful cause. Radio Friendly by Gerald. Go and uh, pick that up. Download that. Um, you can head over to thesatinlounge.com and find out more information about that, okay? Um, there are so many who are trying to get their their records played, uh, get a record deal, um, potentially get maybe even a single on a soundtrack or so forth like you have done. Uh, it's obviously doable because you are an example of. What would you say to them? Basically, on an indie level, you're, the best thing that you could do for yourself is just be a self-promotional person and just get your name out there and play and have a good time. One thing is really important is, uh, you know, your songwriting skills. I think writing a, a popular-sounding song is definitely, some, you know, a craft. And it's very important to have a hook in your song if you're looking to be, you know, some kind of commercial artist. And it's funny, um, I actually... In the LGBT community, when I had From the Desk of Sally, I really didn't have a big gay and lesbian following because I played a lot of straight bars, and it wasn't that I didn't promote myself as a, a, you know, a gay singer-songwriter or band, but at the same time, um, it, it was strange. I didn't have that that kind of following mm-hmm. that a lot of, you know, a lot of the indie artists that you see now um so it was a little bit stranger for me, and I'm just starting to actually pick up on that now. But mm-hmm. I would I would just say, you know, just get yourself out there. And the Internet is just an amazing way to get the music out there, and, it, and you can do it for free. Mm-hmm. And to get a record deal is a one-in-a-million shot. It's so tough. Mm-hmm. So, so tough. But and you I've can been, do it without, correct? Sure. I mean, I've been so lucky to, like I said, I just got out there and pounded the pavement and talked to people and... Um, you know, spent a lot of time, you know, promoting and and also too, you know, for me, I was never really money motivated. So I would, you know, I would lend my music to anyone who was interested in, you know, just getting it heard, yeah, which right. was great. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it definitely opened a lot of doors for me. So you know, my advice would be just do it because you love it, first of all, and you know, second of all, just try and get it out there to as many people as you can, and you never know. Something crazy could happen, and you might get a record deal, but that's really not the end-all, be-all, because sometimes you get that record deal, and one of these big record companies might pick you up and give you all this money, but then maybe not promote you, and mm-hmm. you fall by the wayside. So it's a very, you know, I'm straight, no, it's a really, really tough business. Have you ever written a gender-specific song, or has, has it always been kind of generically blanketed so that anyone can identify with the experience uh did you run into any uh challenges of saying okay i want to be out in this business you know i kind of did like you said did kind of write generic lyrics you know rather than saying he or she it was always you Mm -hmm. or they um and it wasn't because i was hiding i think i just wanted everybody to be able to relate to it whether male female you know whether you're straight heterosexual whatever I don't think I, I ever hit it, but at the same time, I have to be honest, there were times where it wasn't that I hit it, but I also wasn't um, putting it out there in a major way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been ashamed of my sexuality. I, you know, everybody that knows me, you know, I'm out to, and if anybody had asked, of course I would have said. For me, it was more of being like this gay girl in a straight world playing almost like 
playing rock and roll. I was kind of doing what the boys were doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Did you ever feel like you had to super exceed for that reason, um, being a minority in the business? I, just, I think I just really always tried my best when it comes to the music, and I'm a perfectionist when it comes to that. So mm-hmm. let's put it this way. I don't, I don't think I've ever felt um, downtrodden or like, oh my God, this is so hard because I'm gay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think it was just hard because it's hard. It's hard because it's a competitive business, period. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not like as glamorous as everybody thinks it is when you're on an independent level. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing three, four times a week in the city or wherever you are, whatever city you're in, and you're lugging around all your equipment and jumping on a stage and they're kicking you off really quickly. You have a half hour to play and and it's a lot of fun, but sometimes it's really tough to be in the moment because you're so right. you're planning and rushing and but, you know, like I said, it, it's it was definitely, and it's always been, it still is, it, you know, even playing today is always the coolest experience. Mm-hmm. So anyone who is motivated to uh, be in this business, sounds like it's important to um, not create walls and barriers that aren't necessarily there yet. Uh, just believe in yourself, go after your dreams, and really play with all your might. Just create with all your might, create love. Exactly. Definitely. I mean, wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. I think if you put out, if you put yourself out there, um, and you know, creativity, whether it's art, mm-hmm. you know, in a painting or music or whatever it is, I think if you, you know, allow yourself to be that, let's say that naked out there, mm-hmm. I think people will sense that and and you know, embrace you. And I, I think, I feel like I've been embraced by the people that like my music and have seen me play. And it's, I love it. It's great. And it's been a crossover audience. It's been gay, straight, male, female, uh, black, white, and all. Is that correct? Definitely. Who wouldn't love that? If I could write a song or pen a song and sing it and you could relate to it, that's I love that. It's beautiful. So. Gerald, we thank you so much for spending some time with us. It's been really, really interesting to kind of look beyond uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and get to know you a little better. Um, we really appreciate the art and the craft and the person uh, that oh, you are. Oh, thank you. The pleasure was 100% mine. You, you're terrific, and I, I wish you the best of luck with the Satin Lounge. I think it's going to be great, and just the message is perfect. Just sending out love to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Love makes the world go round. We create That's it every right. day. Thank you That's so right. much, and um, uh, please keep us in, posted on what you're up to next, and if you got a new CD or a new project happening, make sure you come back here. You're welcome to come back anytime. Will do. Thank you so much. Excuse me if I'm-